Okay. I'm like ready for this to be the official thing. Okay. So this has, this is probably at least the fourth or fifth time that I personally have attempted to start a podcast. I tried by myself. I tried with that guy, uh, Chris, that I became friends with from Toronto. Right? We were going to do a podcast together. That was like last year. Yeah. And then I think I tried again by myself and then we tried it before and then I just tried it with my mom and like something was just like it's not it's not time but now I have a name that I like I have a little tagline that just came to me and I feel like I have more structure and I feel like I'm I'm ready go ahead and tell people so welcome everyone to we're not woke a I have to I still have to read the tagline (laughs) we're not woke a podcast where we share our perspectives on life while rooted in the knowing that at the end of the day, none of us really have answers. Have the answers to no. life's biggest questions. I can't read my handwriting. I'm so excited. <laughs> but yeah, a podcast where we share our perspective on life while knowing that none of us really know anything <laughs> at the end of the day. I love it. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, my name is Sienna Noel. I am your uh, permanent resident host on this show and tonight i have my lovely partner carrington joining me for episode one hello hello <laughs> i don't know how introductions work it's okay. but you know. hello everybody if you're listening <laughs> but i'm excited to have you as the first person i think one reason i really wanted to do at least an episode with you is because we spend so much time together True. so i feel like the viewers get to know me better if you're getting to know you and like how we interact interact and yeah. how our dynamic is, you know, because that's a huge part of our life right now. That's so, true. yeah. <clears throat> um, so I actually wanted to ask you to do like a, a brief intro. Okay. Just, it doesn't have to be anything <clears throat> crazy. Um, just like where you grew up, you know, how you got to where you are now in a shortened version and, um, some things that you love about life that you enjoy doing. Okay. Yeah. I grew up in the Bay Area, California, small city called Fremont. Uh, moved out of Fremont when I was 18, moved to Pasadena, California, SoCal. And for the past five, going on six years, I've been living in LA, technically, I guess. Now, so. Was I supposed to reveal that? It's okay. Yeah, so... <laughs> I'll bleep it out. I can bleep it out. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, my life. I uh, went to school. I went to Northridge, uh, CSU Northridge, and was studying film media management. Um, film has always been a huge passion of mine, and so right now I'm just, like, trying to figure out what path I want to take in the industry. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go the traditional route. You obviously know this, but... Uh, I want to find a way to create for myself and create some sort of sustainable online business. Um, and that's where I'm at right now. I'm trying to figure figure it all out and navigate it. So, yeah, what I love about life, yeah. uh, I love life. <laughs> I, I, I love life. Um, when I feel really good, everything feels, like, amazing. Uh, nature, obviously, love being outdoors, getting some sunlight. Um and I love the journey, you know. The past few years for me has been really rough. Uh, I went through a lot of stuff, a lot of personal struggles, whatnot. But coming out on the other side, that's, like, really rewarding. And being able to look back and see all the challenges that you go through and 
you know, where you were mentally in that space and where you can end up. Like, it's a really nice uh, feeling knowing that things do get better on the other side. So, yeah. um, I just love the journey of life. Love learning, love failing, although it hurts. Yeah. Um, but that's just part of this game, this, this experience. So, I'm here for it, here for it all. That was like a better answer than I could have imagined. What did you, you think I was, I was like, say? I thought you were gonna be like, I like basketball. Of course. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm assuming you want some no. juicy content. I just want whatever like comes out, yeah. you know, whatever yeah. you feel. But um, yes. <clears throat> well, I guess that kind of actually like really well leads into what I wanted to talk to you about. So this um, show is going to be kind of centered around spirituality because to me spirituality is just your personal belief system and how you personally view the world and your relationship to whatever this life is right. that's spirituality to me i don't think it's all about crystals or whatever you know yeah. um so talking about how one of the things you love about life is the journey i wanted to know when like when was your I don't want to necessarily use the term spiritual awakening, but that's kind of what they use for it. Like, when did you notice yourself wanting to focus more on your awareness and like your relationship to life? That's a really good question. Um, growing up, I kind of always knew that I was blessed in a sense. Um, my grandmother was very religious, grew up in a religious household, as you know. Um, the messages resonated with me, but um, the religious aspect didn't necessarily follow through. Like, I didn't really practice Christianity. I didn't, you know, practice going to church right. and reading the Bible and all that. But the core messages and values really stuck uh, with me. And I knew from a young age, like, I was special and that I'm here for a reason that's much deeper than, you know, the surface level stuff. Um, then you can understand. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I may not have the answers, but there's some, like, knowing within me that, um, you know, something's much bigger than me. And so I think moving away from, you know, my hometown and kind of being on this journey alone the past five years, like, all my family is back home yeah. um, in the Bay Area. And so me just being on my own and going through my ups and downs, um, it kind of brought me to closer to, like, who I really am on the inside. Um, and quite frankly, the first time I took psychedelic mushrooms, mm. that really like expanded my entire universe, like yeah. the way I perceived the world. Um, interesting story. Yeah, you have to tell us story about the dog. The dog, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the first time I took shrooms, like I was with a group of people and we were all, you know, outside having a good time and, uh, there was a big dog there. And he was, you know, part of the group. And um, I remember sitting down, like, crisscross applesauce and, like, sitting, like, within a foot from this dog and staring into this dog's soul. And, like, it hit me right then, like, that connection that I experienced with that dog. Like, we had a staring contest. We literally had a staring contest. Like, didn't move, nothing. But that connection that I experienced with that dog and that I felt was so just grand i was yeah. like wow like this is like an actual conscious being that i can't you know communicate in words with yeah but 
there's the awareness is there you know yeah. he's aware of me i'm aware of him and it, it goes much deeper than oh he's just a animal you know right. so a lot of people can disregard animals and nature because they're like oh you know it's just an animal know. yeah but i felt something there it's hard to put into words it's a yeah. feeling yeah um and that really like opened my eyes and my perspective just to everything and yeah. um since then you know i kind of dabbled in the realm of spirituality if you will um and yeah that my whole journey since then has been trying to improve upon myself and again learn from everything that i've been through in life since then yeah. um so yeah i guess that is the whole awareness of in and of itself yeah. was that moment that moment kind of sparked it but from a young age i always knew that like right. you know something was much bigger than me yeah. couldn't really pinpoint what it was yeah um but i never really could relate to the religious aspect of it yeah so yeah i hear you because mine mine was kind of the same thing like i didn't grow up in as a religious of a house as you but my mom was christian or at least she grew up christian so she mm -hmm. still held some of those same values and stuff but i remember feeling and i don't know if you felt this way too at all but i remember feeling at a really young age like six starting to kind of hear about religions and learning what they are and immediately being like well if there's so many of them then how can any of them be the one answer mm, like yeah. what yeah. <laughs> like there's no way yeah. you know so i never really um found any sort of connection to any of them i really liked greek mythology because i thought it was fun and i liked the stories mm. and like all the different types of mythology um but who's your yeah. favorite greek mythology god or goddess just curious i don't know all of them so i'm not like a full-on like in-depth nerd about it but of the ones that i remember thinking were cool um I always thought Poseidon was cool. God of like the sea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always yeah. thought that was cool. And Hades, like the, mm. like to rule the underworld, underworld. you know, yeah. like what the fuck would that be like? Cause dark. we just imagine it. That's the thing though. We just imagine it as like dark and hell and fire and horrible things. But it's like, how do you know? That's just how the way you know? that it's been, you know, portrayed to us. Right? Yeah. Like as soon as something, as soon as death, comes into the picture it's just like bad it's just mm -hmm. all bad but how do you know suffering on this like plane seems worse than dying sometimes <laughs> i don't know if that's a like controversial that take but i feel maybe like... I, yeah i think the thing with death is like it kind of goes hand in hand with the whole religious aspect is like we're so we're taught to fear death and fear you know the afterlife and you know whatever that entails but no one knows what it entails like they, right. you can't you can't relay a message of what the afterlife is like if you're gone yeah and like, there are right. some people who have like you know died they've been yeah. brain dead or whatever and then they get revived yeah. but i think the the idea of like a complete absence scares a lot of people yeah but we have no idea what that yeah what that entails and it's also you know? just like viewing it from the perspective of what it's like to be this person yeah. like you can only imagine what the void is from 
like seeing it and feeling it through right, this right. physical body. Yeah. Like it's hard for us to perceive anything any other way. So like that does seem terrifying, yeah. you know, <laughs> like if to I was just extent, an empty yeah. body floating in a dark void yeah. and there was nothing else there, like that seems terrifying. But would you have the awareness that you're not alive or I don't does, know. Right. It's trippy. I mean, I guess if, if you die, if what's left is just your awareness, whatever that thing is that we all have, um, like, I don't know. Is it all just one thing? Is it, or is it like a pool or like a drop from a pool of this one yeah, thing? Yeah, right? that seems to be like kind of like a common um, comparison. Yeah, comparison yeah. or analogy. Um, you know, the whole idea of like, oh, imagine an ocean right. and we're all just individual drops of the ocean, but collectively we all come from the same thing. Yeah. When you put it in that perspective, it makes sense. Yeah. But. In our physical realities, it's hard to comprehend because, yeah. you know, Well, I think that's why everything comes through stories. Like, I was true. thinking about this, too, in terms of the Bible and religion. Like, if I were to go back, which I probably won't do anytime soon because I'm a slow-ass reader, but, like, if I were to go back and read every, you know, religious text... They're all stories. Like, the story of Jesus is a story. He may have been a real person, but it's a story with similar archetypes and characters as other religious texts. Right. Like, like Greek mythology. Exactly. It's explained in a whole different way, but mm -hmm. all we can do is personify things. Right. Why do you think we love cartoon characters so much? We personify sure. them, you know? Like, you could have talking vegetables for kids, right. and it's fun, and we understand You're talking about VeggieTales? Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever watch Veggie Tales? Yeah, I did. I thought that shit was so annoying. <laughs> Dude, I used to love Veggie Tales. Oh my man. god, I can't remember if it was the cucumber or the tomato, but one of their voices bugged the shit I out of me. I think it was the cucumber. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. And then also, I was just like, for some cartoon vegetables, you're not as cute as you could be. You know, like the animation kind of, the style of animation yeah. kind of made me feel weird. Yeah. And I was just like, mm. I was like early, I don't even know, 2000s or late 90s, something like that. Yeah, probably but early 2000s. We've come a long way since then. Oh my god. But, yeah, but back yeah. to your point. No, all right. these things are personified. But, yeah, they're all just stories. So I'm, I, it's, it would be so interesting to one day be able to see the similarities throughout all of the different stories and interpretations. Mm. Because, yeah, that's why I think, like you said, that's just a good comparison in terms of drops in the ocean. Because that's a physical way that we can think about something. Yeah. Like, it's the only way we can kind of comprehend it. Right. We can only conceptualize things within the 3D space that we know. Right. But it seems like a lot exists outside of that. It's true. There's just so much unexplored and so much in the metaphysical realm that we just can't really wrap our minds around because we can't, like you said, see it. Yeah. And it's not a part of our physical reality. But it's there. It's like something we all know is there, whether right. you call it coincidence or right chance or chance or yeah. you know science even science like science is attempting to explain everything that exists within our world like that's what it is that's what its goal is you know i always think about the fact that like fucking aloe vera it did what it does to help people before we could understand why it did that you know, just True. because science discovered what properties it has mm. to make it be cooling and help with sunburns and stuff doesn't mean that's when it started doing that. Mm. So, like, how many things do we not know about because science doesn't have the tools to figure that out yet? That's true. You know? 
the whole world, our whole universe. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. And yeah, it's something that somebody all, they, we all know it's there. We right. all know we come from something else. Right. The chicken or the egg, you know? <laughs> that's a, that's a trippy question. That's a really knows? trippy question. I really question. don't understand any of that shit. Like, yeah. like the idea of evolution and how we got here. I mean, I get it. I get the theory. It, you know, I get it's it. It's the most logical It's the most logical explanation for sure. <clears throat> But like something's missing, man. Yeah. A lot of things are missing. There's a lot of gaps. So fucking, there's yeah. so many gaps. Yeah. And so it's like, how do we really know? How can yeah. we really even prove any of that shit? You right. know? Right. Fuck. Because like most fossils are just like fragments and pieces. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of um, what's it called? Like big, uh, you know, fossil structures that they put together in museums and whatnot. Yeah. Like a lot of them are plaster pieces yeah, yeah. and, um, you know, kind of They're just constructed like in a way. Assumed, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's interesting. That's not denying that, you know, they did find bones yeah. or traces of, of, you know, fossilized bones and whatnot. But to say, to say like, oh, this. This is definitely how this thing yeah, looked because this is we had these exact, pieces. But it's just a replica. Yeah, exactly. You know? and, and, and the replica in and of, of itself is, is based off of someone's interpretation of like, yeah, oh, what they found. This is, yeah, and this is what this may have looked like. Yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah. weren't there a couple yeah. times, I can't remember what dinosaur it was, but they, like, scientists concluded that, oh, this was not an actually, this was not actually a dinosaur, like, we accidentally just put this bone from another really? one. I can't remember which one it was, but I remember my brother talking about that and bringing that up. I think it was, like, Stegosaurus, the one with the plates on its back. Okay. Something was like, oh, yeah, those weren't actually plates on their back, that was, like, the... A cut of like a femur from a bigger dinosaur, really? something, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know for sure, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that, that, that's, that just I goes to say there's either. a lot of gaps. There are know? a lot of gaps. Like, like who fucking knows? I'm not one to like deny science because obviously the world wouldn't be the world that it is without yeah. science, and science and technology has obviously helped humanity in tremendous ways. But I think. A lot of the narratives that we grew up believing, um, the people or books or authority figures or whatever who teach us these things, they have the burden of proof. And what that means is like they are the ones with the evidence. And for us, the common people, we can't disprove them. Like, how, how are you to disprove that? without being called, you know, conspiracy theorist right, or you know, tinfoil hat yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But they're the ones, they can put out any statement in the world and be like, oh, we have all the evidence, all the science, all the facts, yeah. and we have no way of disproving them. And yeah. how does that make it true? Yeah. You know, so I think it's important to question everything. <laughs> um, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love you too. <laughs> I was just going to say too, like, because we all in school get an idea of what science equipment looks like to an extent, you know. Some public schools and private schools especially have like binocular, binocular, right. not binoculars, <clears throat> fucking microscopes. Yeah. And, you know, and telescopes and Bunsen burners and like these things where you can learn in a controlled environment a piece of what the scientists are claimed to do but that shit is fucking expensive so the majority of the public does not have access to any of these tools to figure out any of this stuff on their own so we all we have to go by is what other people are telling us yeah. that's it that's true and that 
is exemplified not just in science but in a lot of things yeah. like everything yeah the news yeah everything. all we have is somebody else's word somebody else's yeah. interpretation and even yeah. for the stuff that like we talk about that we've learned there are certain things that you know we heard from an outside source but then for me at least personally I'll hear something and then once I experience it in my personal life then I'm like okay I can, so like, I can what's see an, this. what's an example of that? Um, like the idea that there's something bigger outside of us mm. I might not agree with the way that other people interpret it, but it's something I've heard said to me. And then I've had in my moments of personal, like just personal moments with myself, experienced a feeling that was like, oh yeah, it's more than just whatever this is, right, right. you know? <clears throat> and it's like, it's similar to how you had that experience with the dog as well, because whatever it was you recognized was between you guys. It was like, okay, we share something here, mm. the same thing, right? you know? Yeah. But that's like something I've experienced personally. Yeah, it's hard to put into words. Yeah. It's really a feeling, and um, you know I think feelings are much more powerful than words could ever be. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's hard to explain the phenomenon, yeah. the phenomena of the world and the universe Dude, around who us. Who actually you know? fucking knows? Yeah. Like that's the whole thing. Like I love talking about this stuff and it's fascinating. Right? But at the end of the day it's like it's all just speculation from yeah. what we what we got. Yeah. You know? That's it. I don't fucking know. Yeah. And I I won't know. But it's fun to guess. It's true. But then people get so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> when your guess <laughs> is not the same guess as No. <laughs> people take it personal, start attacking you. And then it's just like how like how can you attack someone for just questioning the, the world around them? Like isn't that the point? I don't know, maybe Questions Yeah, points. but like I don't know, maybe there are some people who just have gotten so comfortable in where they are and they're okay with where they are and they don't wanna have to think about those things because yeah. it can be exhausting sometimes. And so they're like, No, don't don't no. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. Like but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? I know it's it is hard to like think about the idea of looking at somebody for being curious and immediately yeah. <laughs> shit on them. <laughs> yeah. It's tough, man. Cause so many people get cancelled or you know, you distrust them and you can never, you know, take them seriously or whatever the case may be. But it's just like, at the end of the day, they just have a different opinion than you. Yeah. Is that really harmful? Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like you would have no idea that this even existed if you weren't looking at it on the internet right now. Mm -hmm. But fucking haters, man. <laughs> like that That's was... True. I know I've talked about it a lot recently, and for anybody who's watching this who doesn't know, which I wouldn't expect everybody to know, because it's been on my page, I've received, is the correct word absorbitant? I don't know if I've heard that in a sentence. <laughs> An absorbitant <laughs> amount of hate? Sure, it sounds I don't know. right. It, sounds might, right. it might not be right. But a lot, right. for what I realized was a video where I was kind of just asking questions. Well, describe to the people who aren't aware, like, describe what 
what the video yeah. was about. So I, I posted a video, and uh, you good? Okay. Um, and I think I started off by asking if anyone can tell me why we're the only species on this planet not living by the laws of nature, which that is not even as specific to what I was thinking, but regardless. And then, um, like, if anyone thinks it's weird that we're governed by uh, the laws of men whose idea, mostly men, whose ideologies is just, like, mainly to profit off of us. <laughs> so I just asked those questions. And then a lot of people, I don't know if they felt... I don't know if people felt like I was challenging the way that they live their lives and like blaming them for how they live their life being the reason that we're in some kind of shit show right now. Um, cause it's nobody, like no one person's fault, all right. the shitty things that are happening in this world. Right. But so I don't know if it, if it, some people took it as that, but fuck, I got, I got clowned by thousands of people and people are still like duetting it and shit like to this that. day <laughs> how long ago like, did you post that probably like two weeks ago i know <laughs> there's okay so i fucked up too because i mean i don't know it was supposed to happen the way it did but i i posted a response video just like clarifying what i was trying to get at because i get it it was a 45 second video and I was high at the beach, like, you know, like full disclosure, like that was a high thought, you know, but it felt valid to me because I was like, yeah, why are these things the way that they are? Um, but so I just clarified and saying, like, I think we're too intelligent of a species to not figure out a way to use the technology and the knowledge that we do have to live in a more harmonious way with right. nature. Like we should be able to figure that out by now, you know? Or have the money to fund it, or whatever the fuck yeah. we need to do. Um, but then that even got worse responses, and people were like, "Bro, you're so pressed. Like she's trying to save herself." And I was like, "Okay, I'm turning all these comments off because yeah. if you were being this mean to me in my house, or if yeah, this many people were arguing, I would ask them to fucking leave. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, I don't want to be a part of it. Like you can fucking walk, right. you know, get out of my house. Right. And it's my page, so I'm like, I don't need that shit here. But then the reason that was a fuck up is because now they have nowhere else to go, and they have to comment the shit on my other videos. Oh. And I'm like, oh, this is lame this is a video about rosemary you're <laughs> talking to me about how much of a bitch i am because i, I don't want to live by the laws of nature dude it's tough out here. how many people have just been like oh they really the law you want to live by the laws of nature those don't favor you honey yeah. you'll get mauled <laughs> by, you'll, a bear. You get mauled by a bear. you'll get the consent's not a thing in lion. nature dude yeah, i have the to, whole consent the argument whole consent how many thing. times have you heard that so many times yeah. so many times yeah. and like i get it i get yeah. sure whatever the fuck you're saying but hey dude like it's still a fucking problem unfortunately <laughs> yeah it just seems honestly it just seems like a lot of people are kind of just maybe they're not doing this literally but it seems as if they're just copy pasting kind of oh, a lot of people were like a lot of people were just commenting like bro crying laughing emojis yeah. and like cancel signs yeah. and i'm like <laughs> yeah. and then there was a snippet that you sent me today 
from uh, the Soul of Jarrett podcast oh, right, with that's Evan, right. That's right. and he was talking about how so many of those people will hear one thing and then it just like triggers them. Yeah, you know, like if it touches a spot in them, they just start typing and they go with it, right. which I get because right. when I get upset or emotional, even if I get excited, it's like I act on that emotion immediately. You know, right. so I get that, and and then another thing my dad told me was obviously there's something valuable in what I'm saying if it's triggering such an emotion from people, whatever that emotion is. Right. And, um, but yeah, so it's fucking wild. It was trippy and it got to me because I'm a sensitive ass person and I was just like, I didn't want this to happen because the whole, like the whole fear that has stopped me from posting on the internet is exactly that. Cause that's the worst that can happen to, you know, you know, it's like you get canceled and, or your account gets banned or whatever, but even then you just make another one. But we're just trying to spread a good message and, you know, At least help. what I think is a good message, right. but that's, and some people don't. So, like, there are some people who are telling me I'm spreading misinformation. And if they feel mm-hmm. that way, then, like, you know, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Because I was just asking a question. I mean, <laughs> literally, regardless. yeah. But regardless, so I'm, but I have gotten over it by now. Like, it's not that's affecting good. me in the same way because I know it doesn't need to. Mm-hmm. It was just a thing I needed to go through but also I'm like glad it happened early because now yeah. I feel a lot less worried and I'm like okay I've, I've been through it you went through that and shit. now I can just say whatever the fuck I want yeah because people I really have zero control over what people think about me that's true so that's true you're a trooper man because some people really get hit by that hate so many people told fold, me to delete man. my account I'm sure people say terrible things on the internet and it's like you can you can look at that and really take it personally and yeah. you know fold and really just crumble from that point or you can you know find a way to filter it out and i feel like that's obviously easier said than done yeah because at the end of the day people are making comments about you as a individual and your yeah. character whatever but but also a 45 it. second video of yeah, me they have no idea it. who i am yeah like not a fucking clue. Most of them didn't even know my name. That's true. <laughs> and then a lot of them just knew that I was sticking my toes in the sand. <laughs> that was the other part. I had my toes like on a rock in the sand, and oh some of the funny comments were like, "What's up with them toes? Oh, she got them grippers." <laughs> You gotta post oh, like a screenshot funny. of the I know, toes, I kinda wanna do a video like the one that you saw the I know I should. Actually, yeah, because yeah, I can do this. The editing's <laughs> the same. No, but I wanna I wanna like as time goes on, because I know Jenna Marbles did it and I love the yeah. way she handled her hate. And the bungeel video that you yeah. showed me, yeah. so, like that was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like I wanna take some of the the quotes <laughs> the comments that right. are just funny and do something with Spin them. Spin it, you know? Yeah, make that a joke so out of funny. it. You know? I actually commented laughing emojis back on somebody's really? hate comment because it made me laugh. Oh my gosh. Okay. I, I mean, that's that's not a bad way to go it. about it. I know. You know, just don't let it affect you. No, like it genuinely yeah. made me laugh. I was like... <laughs> that's good. If it makes you laugh, that's good. You can't even be mad at that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? I'm like, you're funny. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Man. The internet. The internet's fucking the wild. The internet. You're starting to get more active in your internet community. How's that been? Oh man, the internet community. My, I guess my community is uh, crypto, crypto yeah. Twitter. 
Um, it's cool. It's really cool because there's a whole stigma around crypto. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people have heard the narratives. It's a scam. It's a Ponzi. It's this. It's that. It's hard to understand if it's you're not really, really hard, paying attention right. to it. It's really hard to grasp the idea of it because a lot of it is intangible. Yeah. Um, but so are many other things in this life. Um, but when it comes to the market and the crypto market specifically, um, me, I'm, I'm kind of speaking on behalf of NFTs. Right. That's kind of separate from like crypto crypto market. Yeah. It's still obviously crypto, but yeah. NFTs is kind of its own little niche, niche, however yeah. you want to say it. But um, yeah, I've, I've been around, I guess. I, I've been around. I've been <laughs> in these streets. Um, <laughs> I've been around since like August of 2021. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've just been on crypto Twitter and I've been in the space, in the Solana ecosystem. And I've seen... The rise and the fall of the market. Yeah. I saw Solana and Bitcoin and everything at their all-time highs. I saw that shit crash and dump hard. Yeah. I've seen how people reacted to it. I've yeah. seen people in the NFT space who, again, folded and just you know rugged people, stole their yeah. money, whatever. But I've also seen people continuously build communities and yeah. projects throughout an entire year and a half almost yeah um and to this day they're still going hard and yeah. so for me it's cool because um i feel like now i've gotten to a point where i've witnessed you know the highs and the lows of it and um i'm at a point where you know i and you know you two are now involved in some pretty solid communities and it's cool because on discord and twitter and um you know, other platforms, people are banding together and rallying around these certain projects. And you can view it as a Ponzi, but at the end of the day, I think what people are building is much, much, much bigger than what we can yeah. comprehend at this scale because yeah. we're so early yeah. into just the realm of this new digital space. Yeah. Um, Web3 is kind of the term for that. Um, Web2 being traditional social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, you know, MySpace, yeah. just traditional social media. Web2 is where, you know, you create an account, yeah. you post online, but everything on that platform is owned by the, the company, the yeah. platform. Um, and it's like targeted at advertising to you. Like right. that's the main goal, right? right? They take, to get your information. Right. They take your information. They take your data, your content, whatever, and the whole point for, is, is for those big companies to profit. Whereas Web3 and the transition to Web3, um, I've witnessed, is um, the whole the whole thing around Bitcoin and just Web3 in general is, is putting the power back to the people. Mm -hmm. And so with these NFT communities that I'm a part of, <clears throat> excuse me, um, <clears throat> you know, people are putting out projects. And you're able to mint NFTs and have full ownership over that NFT. Yeah. And, um, you know, artists are now able to enter the space and sell their art online mm -hmm. and grow communities that way. Because think about it this way. Like, if you're an artist, like if you're a digital artist or a photographer, right, and you start up an Instagram page, the majority of the people on your Instagram page are just going to be a bunch of random people. Right. Like, you don't really have, like, a tight-knit community that's yeah, yeah, yeah. able to be formed unless you're, like, huge. Um, but for smaller artists and smaller creators, it's kind of hard to really have a personal relationship with these people. Yeah. Whereas Web3 um, and crypto and NFTs, uh, you know, you're able to put your art and put your work out there and form communities on Discord, on Twitter, and everyone's there to kind of help each other. Everyone's there to grow. Everyone's there to learn about this new wave, really. Yeah. Um, 
and I, I could go on about this because I, I I love it. It's it's really fascinating to me. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely something that you you have to do a lot of research on yeah. before getting in. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's skepticism, there's skepticism and everything. Yeah. But you know, I'm pretty sure Apple. No one thought Apple was going to be as big as it is today in the early 2000s. Right. I'm pretty sure people didn't expect Facebook or you yeah. know these these Amazon these mega billion dollar companies to to be what you know, they are today. Yeah, and have yeah. such an impact. And um, you know the last bull run, we saw people buying NFTs for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And you know at the end of the day, you can make the argument, oh, it's just a picture. It's just you know I could just screenshot it, but yeah. you can't sell it. Right. You can't sell it, yeah. and so that's. And there's a, a lot of more. There's a lot more utility that comes with a having lot more it than utility. just the screenshot. Like that's something yeah. that I've understood is really important in the NFT community. Because right. if it is just a picture and that's all that it is, right. then yeah, people can just screenshot it and doesn't have any value other than that. Right. But if there's other stuff that you get from being a holder, like mm -hmm. from somebody who buys an art piece and holds on to it, you get like all these benefits and right. you get to be a part of this community and get to be a part of all right. these things. And I think that's really cool. No, it's definitely cool. And that's the thing is like, you have to do so much research because there are a lot of communities that are formed and then, you know, the owner of the community just, it's called a rug pools when they take all the money and just leave. Yeah, and pull, just, out, pull the rug out yeah, from on your feet. Exactly. Yeah. And never communicate again and yeah. you lose your money. But there's communities who, you know, they're in it for the long term yeah. and, you know, they're really trying to build more than just a brand they're really trying to um obviously you know bring people together yeah. and have a real presence in yeah. the next five ten years and yeah. those are the communities that you want to find and try to be a part of and i think the most valuable part aside from the money um the most valuable part is the connections that you're able to make because there's yeah. people who are working full-time in web3 and in crypto and um you know, are able to start their careers. There's people who, you know, they've been working corporate lives and, you know, maybe on the inside they're, they're an artist so they really want to get their art out into yeah. the world and they just haven't been able to do that in the traditional space. And now on Web3 and through Twitter and Discord and whatnot, they're able to get their art out there and form communities and build connections and relationships with people that can take them just so much further. Yeah. And, um, you know, connections and networking is obviously a huge part of growth yeah. and, um, you know, people's progressions through this life. And um, I think there's a lot of opportunities in the crypto space for people to make some lasting uh, connections. So Ooh. it's really cool. It's really cool. And there's a lot of memes, a lot of funny yeah, memes. There are, there are funny people. A lot of it. funny memes. Should you do me a favor for some reason? I'm just like getting nervous. Can you check and see if the camera's still recording? It's still recording. You know? Yeah. Okay. Because, like, last time that happened with me and my mom, I didn't hear any noise. Oh, okay. Because I know, like, usually you hear it when it clicks off. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's at 42 minutes already. Dope. Oh, I'm going to go pee really quick. Okay. Cut it, no, well, I was going to say something. Um, so, <laughs> um, like, in layman's terms, I guess the way that I understand, because I have not been anywhere as in-depth in the crisp. Crispo <laughs> in the crypto space. <laughs> Crispo in the Crispo space. I haven't been as involved in the crypto space as Carrington, like by any means. So I've just kind of heard little things that he's told me here and there when we talk about it. Um, 
But from what I understand, it's kind of like a decentralized way of building a community-built business. So, like, instead of somebody building a business and then, like, having their business go public on the stock market and having all these investors and then they just, like, profit off of all of it, it's almost like, hey, I'm starting this business. We need everybody to get in. And then everybody benefits off of it in their own ways, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah. It's something like that. Like, it's a, it's a digitalized version of community built businesses that has the potential to give back and feed the people who invested in it. Like for real. (laughs) 100%. And I think that's really cool. 100%. Like, I don't know if I want to reveal what project I'm in, but you know, there was, there was was a project where these, these motherfuckers are serious. These motherfuckers are so serious about their shit. And I can't stress that enough. These dudes are building the Disney, the Pixar, the Marvel of the crypto space. And I am so excited for what they have in store in the future. And they have events. They had, uh, they had events in Lisbon. They had events in Paris. They had an event in LA. They have an event in New York in two weeks. And these are real life events that, you know, because the whole thing about Web3 is like you're anonymous. Yeah. Your profile picture for the most part is the NFT that you hold. So a lot of people don't know what these people look like. Yeah. A lot of people reveal, I mean, refuse to reveal what they look like yeah. because of, you know, uh, they have a high net worth, yeah. you know, in crypto and they don't want people to kind of know who they are. But hosting these events, these real life events, gives people the opportunity to like, you know, kind of solidify those connections and relationships that they built online in the real world. Yeah. And, you know, I had the opportunity, I was fortunate enough to get a tweet alert, a notification on my phone that this project had like 10 booster packs for their project that were um, available in LA. And I literally, I was in the middle of the shower, got that notification, Busted my ass to downtown Santa Monica and rode my bike, rode my bike there. And I was the ninth out of the 10th person to get this booster pack. And you got to go on a scavenger hunt. It was a scavenger hunt. Like, that's, that's a fun so much thing fun. too. That's a fun thing too. Exactly. It was a scavenger hunt. Like I felt like a kid because they, they posted like these two photos and they were like, you have to find these two here, take photos and tag us on Twitter and use this hashtag. That shit was fun as fuck, yeah. Like, it was cool. Like, I was biking. It's a treasure was, hunt, bro. Oh, man, it was a treasure hunt, man. And I got the ninth out of the 10th booster pack. And I'm like, dude, one day, this booster pack alone could be worth a lot of money. But aside from that, just no, the, the experience alone. And the experience and, and, yeah, it holds. Exactly. And, like, the, val- the actual value besides money that right. they are providing for the community that they're building right. is huge. It's huge. It's like, massive. It can it's make fun. long-lasting relationships. Right. It can, you know, benefit so many people in so many ways that, I mean, we've barely begun to understand Web3. And I think another reason why it scares a lot of people is because it's it's kind of like on this midway level between could be really bad or could be really amazing for right. a collective. Right. And it just depends on kind of who gets their hands in it and what we do with it. So it's it's really great to learn about the positive po- positive possibilities of it because then the more people that are working towards that, it's going to kind of like tilt the seesaw, you know, right. towards that more. 100%. So There's a lot of skepticism in the air, but... And I understand. There's there's risks that you got to take in this life, I feel like, in order to reap the rewards. And, yeah. You know, no one knew that Facebook and MySpace yeah. and Instagram and... 
Twitter, no one knew these platforms were going to be as big as they are today yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And people were scared of, I always bring up this analogy, 10, 15 years ago, whatever, people were always scared of the idea of putting their debit card information or credit card information right. online to buy something online. Right. Here we are today. And your computer saves that information. It saves the information. Yeah. You Apple Pay things. like, And that's just the people natural. People are starting to pay with their palm yeah or their face started with that (laughs) that's crazy but that's kind of just like the natural evolution of technology and and where things are headed and so i I feel like kind of early in in the world of crypto and nfts and yeah you know it's exciting because there's so many possibilities so many possibilities and not like you said not even just about the money just but just possibilities of where it could go right for the world so right. i'm excited i really want to review i want to like not to brag but i want to mm. brag about what project we have is that a stupid idea i don't know maybe one because <laughs> it's just a jpeg at the end it of the is. Day, but like <laughs> <laughs> maybe one day but i'm so excited okay before if we ever get to a point where we're talking about this and we can reveal where we feel comfortable enough to reveal what it is i just want to put it out there now yeah i, found I know exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. i have not been studying the nft space or crypto by any means by him but i've seen his mistakes i've let him make my mistakes for me <laughs> and the first project i found on my own yeah. were fucking solid it's solid, it's solid and it's project. so fun and i'm so yeah. excited about it yeah. and i just thought they were cute yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, I want one. That. They're so cute. Yeah, from day one, <laughs> from you're, day you're one. literally like an OG. I'm an OG, an OG. for this project. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my god, this is so fun. Yeah. I knew this was gonna be fun. Yeah. I, I like have not even looked at my notes yet. That's how oh, you know man. it's a good conversation. That's true. But <laughs> we talked about things we were talking about earlier about haters and how like um how like if you're saying something that stirs up feelings in somebody Mm -hmm. like good or bad it's kind of a positive thing like it means something valuable or whatever Mm -hmm. so i actually also wanted to ask you about what your feelings are around the title of this podcast because oh did you give a chance yeah i did yeah we we said it okay um we're not woke not woke so What is that? Because I, when I first told you that, mm-hmm. it brought something up yeah, in you. So it why? Did. Like, what is it? It's just the word woke. Yeah. It's weird because it's just a word. Yeah. It's just a word. But it, it's it's like that word woke kind of has some connotation with it. I mean, I guess politically, woke tends to be like, oh, those liberals. They're so I associate you know? when I hear the word yeah, woke you know to I, mean? I think liberals. Yeah, and me, you know... <laughs> I don't really identify with either party. I'm kind of just yeah. a human being. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't want to be labeled and categorized. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess for me, that's kind of where where the strong feelings come from. It's just like, I don't, I don't want to be categorized. And just yeah. that whole word woke. Yeah, it invokes that feeling because it, it kind of it kind of puts you on a pedestal in a yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the you. past few years, we've seen so many people um, do things on the internet to appear as being woke yeah and it always invokes the same thing of like okay you're only doing that to make yourself feel better or right. you're only saying that to make yourself you know and i can't speak for everyone but that's kind of like a general consensus it kind right. of it kind of just puts you on a pedestal even if that's not your intention right and i just 
don't know. Yeah. I'm not woke. We're not no, woke, I hear you. you know? I hear so, you. I'm not I, trying yeah. to be. I'm like, fucking, yeah. I don't know. I really don't fucking know shit. I yeah. really don't. And, like, that's something that my mom says a lot and a lot of people that I know say a lot. The more I know, the more I don't know. Yeah, right. Or the, the more that I learn, the more, I don't know, something like that. That's, yeah, it's like <laughs> a common... The more I know, the more I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's a common like a phrase, thing, yeah. Right? Because it's true. It's like, oh, and uh, what's the, the quote that you like so much? I know you don't know. Oh, man, wait, let me think about this. Um, the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. Simply because we have evidence that something does exist doesn't mean that we have evidence that something doesn't exist. And there are known knowns and there are known unknowns, but there are also unknown unknowns, which are things that we don't know that we don't know. <laughs> it's crazy to think about. It's trippy, but really dissect that for a minute. Like, I, w I was preaching that shit in high school. Because mm. one of my friends told me early on, I think I was in like eighth grade when I heard that for the first time. And I like Googled it. I, I looked it up. And that quote to this day still kind of trips me up. Yeah. Like, we know, okay, this is a mug. Yeah. This is a notebook. Mm -hmm. And we know there are unknowns. We know the possibility of aliens. We know the possibility of intergalactic things. That's an unknown that's known. Yeah. But there are also unknown unknowns, things that we don't know that we don't know. And I think that goes with what you were saying of the more you know, the, the more you know you don't know. Yeah, kind yeah. Of like that. Like, there's just a whole universe of, of things that we just don't know there's way too much for the human yeah. brain to hold and we don't know that we don't know i know like, don't know we don't know we don't know it's crazy man it's crazy i like to think about i forget where i heard this one but they were saying um it was like just because a cat doesn't know wi-fi exists just doesn't mean it doesn't or something like that. Something like that. Something about something about a cat not knowing that Wi-Fi exists. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, that's I, true. I see where they're going with that. <laughs> of course, you would remember the cat one. Oh my god, that's funny. But yeah, like, I don't know. What do we know? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> like in the grand yeah. scheme of absolutely thing, of nothing. the possibilities. Nothing. Nothing. I mean, just think no. about light. And the light spectrum and the waves that, you know, we can't see the physical waves, but our brain is able to interpret them and communicate yeah. that to us as, oh, that's the color yellow. Yeah. But we can't see the frequency. The, the frequency. Yeah. We can't see that. We, you know, it's interesting that you brought up cats because if you ever look at a cat and mm -hmm. study a cat, they are like on one. They are seeing <laughs> shit that no human could ever see but to a cat it exists it's there yeah so i think cats are like a portal you to think the so? universe yeah they, they really something really about are. like their brains existing in another dimension or something maybe how wild would that know. be yeah but well that's like, like that thing they say animals can like sense an earthquake before it's gonna happen mm. or like a dog will bark at a ghost that's like a, a thing okay. an idea it sure. makes sense though like they they have to be they have that sixth sense that humans don't have. They're tapped into We do something. have. We just, we shut it off. That's true. And we think it's, I we think don't a lot have of us it. Are, and we eat things that calcify our Yeah, pineal stuff. gland is but like chalked up. Yeah. But yeah, there's a whole world out there that we don't know of. But we know that we can 
you know, it has an effect on us. We interact with it, although we can't see it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I guess, what do they call that? The metaphysical, you know? Yeah, that's what you're saying and, earlier. Yeah, and there's people who try to study it, who try to break it down. Mm -hmm. But we, we may never know the answers. And that's okay. Yeah. I've come to the realization that maybe some things just aren't for meant us to, to know. Understand. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's some people... It's meant to be a forever question. Right. Exactly. And some people will go their whole lives searching for the answers. Why does this happen? Why does this happen to me? Why is this like this? Maybe we're just not meant to know. Maybe... I don't know. And there's, there's a lesson in that. Because I feel like there's lessons in everything. Yeah. But... Why do you need that answer? What is that answer going to do for you? <laughs> Just got to ride the wave. Just got to live your life. Just got to live your life, man. Do what makes you happy as much as you can. True. We all have our limitations. We all have our boundaries. Life does what it does with us. Sometimes it body slams you. Oh, life will body <laughs> slam you. But you yeah. get up and keep going if you want to. If you want to, you get up and keep going. If yeah. you don't, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't have to, but if you want to, keep going. You right. got it. Right. I remember hearing that, my sister telling me that. Like, that was the first time I ever heard that. The universe body slams you. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. Yeah? How, then, how old were you when you heard that? Was oh, that, that was, recently, like, recently, or? yeah. Gotcha. That was a, That was when I was living with her. Gotcha. Um, but, Yeah. And that's just a part of life. Is it's like life has these ebbs and flows, ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Life ebbs and flows. Life ebbs and flows, yeah. and you know, part of the human existence and part of just, I don't know. I can't relate to a plant and everything, but part of the human <laughs> existence is struggle and pain and you know, right, hardships. He's struggling and in pain, dude. Otto is struggling. <laughs> we we went on a rescue mission, and he's on his way to survive to yeah. survival, like. No worries. Right. But he got fucked. He did, unfortunately. Uh, he's okay, though. He's, when we go he through... He a couple limbs, but... I know. And, and that's the thing, is like, you go through these hardships, you go through these trials and tribulations to not only test your character, but to build you into a better person so that way when you do come out on the other side, you're able to see the other side in the first place. And that's the thing, is like, you can't see the light without the dark, that whole analogy. Yeah. You know, you have to have those hardships you have to experience the pain the struggle the grit of life it's not beautiful at times it's not easy it you know yeah it can be really fucking dark yeah um but those are the moments that can build you into a totally different person yeah and that's just the natural evolution of human nature i feel like yeah. totally and i have no idea like i've went through some shit in my life but Compared what to some have other I people? Got you know what I mean? I, yeah, I know. I give right? myself a hard time for that too. Like, yeah. I'll be like crying about something, and then this voice will come in my head and be like, "What the fuck are you crying about, you little baby? Yeah. You have nothing happened to you." Right. And like, I'm like, "That doesn't make me feel any better." <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. And so it's like a battle in my head. But at the end of the day, it's like you're hurt by what you're hurt by, and that's right. okay. You know, there's like, no point in trying to compare yourself yeah, to someone else's because you don't know. Struggle, right? And um. It's just how you deal with it. It's how you come out on the other side, like right. you said. Because I can cry about something, but if I don't know how to pick myself up from that and I just get lost in whatever's getting me down, like, that's when it's really a bummer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, yeah, and 
like you said, you have to experience the bad to to know the good, to like be grateful for the good. Because mm-hmm. I think about like my dad is the biggest example of this for me. He had a really tough growing up, but he is one of the most grateful people and happy people I've ever met. That doesn't mean he's always at his top, like best feeling. He's not always having his best day because he's a human, but he has told me, he's like, you know, I achieved everything I ever wanted and now everything is just extra. And Mm. like, I'm so grateful for that. Right. And he is like one of the most positive people I've ever met in my life. And, um, he had to go through that though. He had to go through that and know that he could get out of it Mm. to get to where he wanted to be in life. Right. And he never doubted himself too. That's the Mm. other thing I've noticed about my dad. He was like, there's no reason I can't do what I want to do. And I can't wait to have him on this podcast because he like has such a individualistic story from so many people that I've ever heard. He needs to be on the podcast. He will be. He has a great story. Yeah, (laughs) he really does. Um, he better make it into a movie someday. Otherwise, that'll be my job, I guess. <laughs> sure Dad, you better start writing it down now. <laughs> um, but, yeah. And, fuck. I feel like I'm finally getting to a point in my life where I'm starting to find that same kind of confidence in myself. Because mm. I can be fucking hard. Like... Yeah. Especially growing up in the age of social media, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. I'm really grateful that we grew up in a time where Because we're at like the tail end of the 90s. So we don't get claimed by the 90s kids, but we're definitely not Gen Z and We got to see the end of the era where computers and technology were not close to where they are today like mm-hmm. the beginning of Macs and before the iPhone was around And it wasn't that long ago, but like, it's very easy for us within our lifespan to see the, how things have changed drastically and to see how things change after social media became a thing. Mm -hmm. And especially for me, like growing up in LA in high school, when social media was coming out, that shit was fucking brutal. Describe it. Talk about it. I was just, I mean, you're already so insecure in high school, Mm. you know, that's like a common trait. Those are middle school, high school. Those are the years where you're like trying to figure out who you are, what you like, and nobody feels like they fit in or whatever. Mm. And it was fucking rough. I mean, I went to high school with two of the top supermodels in the world today. And so like just having that be a thing and then having the majority of the girls at my school be of the same kind of like stature and body type and structure and me totally not because my parents are short and I'm like five foot and muscular you know what I mean like I'm not tall and skinny model thing (laughs) model thing (laughs) model thing yeah so it was just really hard for me to feel good about myself when I was surrounded by a lot of people who I didn't look like me Mm -hmm. and um yeah so that was fucking weird and then once Instagram came out And became a thing. I think Instagram really started becoming a thing when I was in ninth grade, when I was like 14. Mm -hmm. That's when I remember really starting to try and post on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Um, How, talk about how different Instagram is now compared to what it was like. God, it's so different. Yeah. I mean, first of all, the filters. Everybody remembers the filters, like the original Instagram filters that are just so bad. And it's like, (laughs) super dark or the shadows are really harsh or like super oversaturated just like really intense filters um 
But yeah, because obviously it started as a way to like, hey, like keep up with your friends and your family by just posting pictures and something simple. And then all of a sudden it started to become something that you pose for and you like try and go and get pictures for because Mm. likes became a thing. And so it was like a social currency. It turned Mm. into a social currency and like a social status thing. You got X amount of likes, you were more popular. People liked you better. Right, more followers whatever it was and clearly it's still kind of that way now and now having a following is actually has actually turned into a value system and profit mm. like if you know how right. to monetize it. Yeah, yeah you gotta learn but regardless like so that was it was weird and um you just chase after likes because it's dopamine you know mm. and uh yeah i was always concerned with having an instagrammable body or face just being instagrammable because that's the teenage era that i grew up in Mm. and then i grew up in la as well Mm. and then i grew up wanting to be in the acting in the movie industry so it was just like constant comparison yeah and constant thinking i need to look a certain way yeah and fuck that like that was just the bane of my existence for so long. Like, that's what kept me down because I right. was constantly thinking about it. Right. And it's exhausting. At what point did you find yourself, like, at your lowest in terms of. I think I had physical. a couple dips. Yeah. Like, kind of peaked and troughed and whatever. The first time I noticed I was really concerned with how I looked was when I was 15 and I went through, like, a small period of bulimia. Mm. Um, do you know what that is? Bulimia is like it's an unhealthy eating habit, right? It's is like it is it is the eating disorder when you make yourself throw up after you gotcha. eat? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember seeing it just like just a shitty Tumblr quote when I was in high school that was like, "Bulimia is just a weaker version of a like of of anorexia because you don't have control." Because anorexia is where you, like, don't, don't eat. eat. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's fucked. Because <laughs> they're both, like, shitty. But anyway. Um, but, yeah. So that's when I kind of, like, first noticed, like, okay, I really care about this for whatever reason. But it didn't really get me out of it, out of that feeling. And then when I was 17, 18, I went to college when I was 16. And so I was really... Um, still in that really young insecure phase not that you're not already when you're you know 17 18 mm-hmm. 19 going into college but um it was weird because i was the youngest one around right. everybody um and we had our first taste of i say we because it's like you know freshman in college you have your first taste of adult freedom to an extent mm-hmm. and i was looking for validation from guys at the time and it was just was weird Mm. and so after that i just like that's when i was at my heaviest i weighed i think like 140 which is not a whole lot for my frame but for five foot tall it's a lot and also i have genes in my family that were actually naturally quite small Mm. like a lot of the women in my family are quite small um and yeah, and my acne was the worst at that time, and I was. That's when I first went vegan because I first went vegan to, um, like, as a as a guys to lose weight. Mm. Like, I I just wanted to lose weight, um, but my mindset still wasn't in the right place for a long, long time. Yeah, and so that didn't happen consistently or a lot. I 
you know, I dipped and peaked again. But, um, but yeah, so <laughs> I realized it was, it was really bad then. Like when I was at that point of overweight and, and acne and I was just like so unhappy, mm. just so unhappy with how I looked. Yeah. Um, and so I started to feel better and like find my way out of it probably once I hit 20, 19, because acne was a big part of it. And I remember talking to my older brother about it and he was saying, you know, cause he had acne when he was a teenager and he said, when I was 19, it kind of just went away mm. because it can be hormonal. Right, right. And that same thing happened to me. Like it didn't completely go away. I still have zits on my face every once in a while now, but the like cystic, painful, yeah. really inflamed acne. Red bumps. And yeah, stuff, yeah, it went away when I turned 19. And so that just helped bring a wave of like feeling better, knowing that things would and could change. Mm. Cause I think that was something that held me back for so long. Yeah. Cause I would work out and eat what I thought was healthy, but still somehow managed to overeat and yeah. not do the right things or just not feel good about it enough to where I just couldn't leave that space. Right. It's like no matter what you did, you still felt the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but fuck, a lot has changed since then. It's true. And I've like really, really found peace in my physical being that I have not felt since I was a kid. It's awesome. Like since before I was 12. Yeah. And so, yay. Go you. I know. You're it's, I'm so happy. Like I'm so fucking happy about yeah. it. Yeah. Cause it, God, I used to think about that shit every single day. Yeah, I'm And sure. like almost every window I would walk by or mirror, I would have to look at myself because mm. I was nervous about what I looked like. Yeah. So I would like keep checking. Yeah. That's not oh a fun God. way to live your life. I know, right? Yeah. But yeah. you made it out on the I other made side. It out on the other side, and I still have my days where I like look at myself and be like, "Oh my God, I look like I gained ten pounds overnight." That's usually the week before I start my period, but <laughs> so even then, it's hormones fucking with me. It's true. But um, but yeah. As long as I feel healthy and alive and well, that's what matters. Exactly. <laughs> My body supports me. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks. I'm happy for you. You helped me a lot, you know. I did. Yeah, you did. Me? Yeah, you did. Just because you helped me feel loved when I felt at my lowest. And so it kind of helped me realize like okay if somebody can love me just the same from the outside then there's no reason I can't that's true and that's hard it's hard to get to that point yeah yeah it can be for sure yeah but it's worth it it's definitely worth it so thank you it's worth loving you so. Aww. This is turned into so cheesy episode. <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> Thank you. I love you. Love you too. <laughs> that was fun. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> oh, we're rapping. I don't know. I'm just like that's like. I don't know. That was that was pretty solid. Right. Like for a first episode, that, that might be a banger. Might be a banger. Might Why the fuck banger. not? Yeah. Episode one, man. <laughs> For real. Happy to be here. It took me it took me some courage, honestly, to to get here. No, oh, I'm proud um, of you. I am. I'm really proud yeah. of you. I'm not the most comfortable on camera. As a filmmaker myself, I thoroughly enjoy being behind the camera. 
Um, any type of project I've ever been on, on screen for school projects or whatnot, I hated. But I think for me, this is me stepping out of my comfort zone and knowing that I have to take these steps in order to get to where I want to go. So yeah. thank you for encouraging me to come sit down here and talk and just be, yeah. man. Yeah. You're so good so. at it. You are. That's all you got. And I love you. I'm I proud got. of you. Thank you, man. <laughs> all right, folks. That's episode one of We're Not Woke. And, uh, yeah. I got I down to start asking like people in the community what topics they want to hear us cover. If you want to hear us talk about anything specific, I'm going to start having guests on in the new future. New? <laughs> in the near future. <laughs> I guess the future is new. Right. The future is new. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to talk to some cool people, have some good conversations about, you know, whatever the fuck. And uh, get down and boogie with it. So cheers to that. Hell yeah. Mic cheer. Mic cheers. <laughs> the future is oh bright. Love. The future is bright. The future is bright. Ooh, we got we got more for next time. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Otto. You're gonna be okay, buddy. We got you. Pass the mic to Otto. Let's see what Otto, you guys. What do you have to say for yourself? Oh, that doesn't sound oh, great. Oh <laughs> damn. <laughs> It wish I wish we had like one of those you know those frequency things. Oh that you yeah, can yeah, yeah. On the Plants and hear the sound that they make. We'll get one of those. Be like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we'll get one of those. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh god! All right. All right. Is that a wrap? That's a wrap. All right. Episode one. Episode one. <laughs>